Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this privilege of being in your presence. We can see the turmoil and upheavals across the globe. And it's always refreshing to come in your presence to receive quietness and calm of the hearts and the grace to forge ahead. As we come again today, Lord, we present ourselves unto you and we pray for refreshing word and strength from your holy presence. We submit ourselves afresh unto thee and ask for grace to be obedient to your instructions. As your word comes forth, even this time, we pray, Almighty Jehovah, that you'll speak to every heart according to the state of that person. Preparing all out, all of us, O King of Glory, to go in obedience to your word and be instruments in your hands in reaching out to the world that is yearning for your word. I submit myself as an instrument in your hands. Use me at this moment, O King of Glory, to reach out to your people. Have your will, King Eternal, and be that exalted and glorified, because we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us be seated. This morning we are going to be looking at Go ye to people of all ages with emphasis on the Scripture Union vision. We want to thank the Adjikin and the entire leadership of this church for giving us this opportunity to share some spiritual thoughts with us this morning and to enlighten us on the ministry of the Scripture Union and how it can be of help in realizing our team for this year, go ye therefore into the world and make disciples. This charge of go ye to all the world and make disciples is for all of us, the entire body of Christ. If you have been born again, the call is on you to go out and make disciples. So our concern this morning is not whether we should but that you can do it, how we can do it. That's what we are going to emphasize more because I believe with all the messages that have been going on, every one of us is convinced that the charge is to all of us. It is not an appeal, neither is it an instruction, but it's a command that must be obeyed. We call it the Great Commission. And it's like the last wishes of the master before he departed. We are all commissioned by the master to go out and make disciples of all nations. People of all ages. I was very, very happy that I was here on Wednesday. Like a brother who led us in the prayer said. The testimonies were awesome. And you can see the impact of this message, this team, upon the membership of this church. The one that excited me most was somebody who had not given her life to Christ. But because of the gospel she has been hearing in this church, she was so fired to go and preach Christ that it was in the process of going to preach that she now received Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. I was so challenged. Me that is born again, I'm dragging my feet, an unbeliever. 
He's already carrying the gospel to go and preach. Another person was waiting for the Lord to bring somebody. And God said, why are you waiting? Can't you go to them? And she started going. In fact, that's her testimony made me also to begin to change an area of my life. I will preach when I'm traveling to Anisha or to Benin or to any other place with boss. But when I'm going from my house to the church, I will say, ah, before you know it, people start dropping. I've been struggling with that. So but when our sister finished sharing her message, the day I, the, on Saturday when I entered boss to come here, I had to preach. Because, you know, before you finish praying, you have already reached your destination. I said, okay, no prayer. Let me just preach and tell them that they should receive Christ. If I could make five, six sentences, I've reached my destination, but I was happy I preached. So, what I'm trying to say is that the impact of this team is already here with us. And if you are still preparing, then it's unfortunate. The scripture union history, our vision is embedded in our history, our origin. The scripture union work began in England on 2nd June. In fact, it's like the church just prepared this um, uh, two days to the 154th birthday of Scripture Union. When Josiah Spires met with 15 children in the home of Thomas Hodges, an artist on um, the 309 Excess Road in Inglitz, in the suburb of London, that was the time children were regarded as innocent, foolish, and of no consequence. They didn't have the capacity to understand the gospel except brightening the homes with their noise and playfulness. The church never thought children could be reached with the gospel effectively like the adults, until a young American theology student called Person Hammond came to England in May 1867 to, build, uh, to hold services for children at John Street Baptist Church, West End, London. His methods were very simple, informal. He was using stories, illustrations, and questions to make the message both attractive and clear for the children. He taught, he taught them simple hymns and common to the congregation and set the music in a lively and attractive way. The children were enthusiastic and paid rapt attention. At the end, Hammond helped the children embrace a personal faith in Christ through open decisions. Among the adults that were present at these meetings were Josiah Spires and his friend, Thomas Hodges. Josiah Spires loved the way Hammond handled the services, and this had such a great influence on him that within one week, he decided to replicate the ideas he learned at the meeting. The first meeting took place at the home of his friend, Hodges. Thomas Hodges and the wife convened the meeting on the 2nd of June, 1867. Only 15 children attended, including... Hodges, 11 years old son, Gibbard. That marked the beginning of Scripture Union. Of course, the name has changed over time. Initially, it was Children Special Service Mission, then Children Scripture Union, and later Scripture Union. And like I said earlier on, by Tuesday, 2nd of June, Scripture Union would have been 154 years old. Scripture Union came to Nigeria in 1885 through CMS missionaries. Professor Gosson Banasa wrote, When the Christian church in Nigeria seemed to flag and faith seemed to wane, and discouragement noticed especially at the end of the civil war in Nigeria, it was Scripture Union in Nigeria that brought the last hope for the people and rekindled the fire within them. 
However, the greatest legacy of scripture union is men. Men who have received the gift of the Spirit for service. Men who are God's gifts to the world and to his church. Then the vision of the ministry. At the first international conference in Old Jordan, Northwest London, between 27th May and 3rd June 1960, where the name Scripture Union was adopted, the following aims and objective was um, defined. And um, it's there for us. They are supposed to project it for us, the ICT, for us to all look at it. Working with the churches, Scripture Union aims, number one, to make God's good news known to children, to young people, and to families. And number two, to encourage people of all ages to meet God through the Bible and prayer so that they may come to personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, grow in Christian maturity, and become both committed church members and servants of a world in need. We will look at it in details. This scripture union aims and objectives embedded in SU anthem. Can we have it? And I would like God to sing it. And it goes this way. The scripture union worldwide has a vision for this age to make God's good news known to all people of the world and especially to young people and families and to promote daily thoughtful reading of the Bible. The scripture union worldwide has a vision for this age to make God's good news known to all people of the world and especially to young people and families and to promote daily thoughtful reading of the B-I-B-L-E Can we take it once more? The scripture union people that are here can you join me to sing? We don't have the time, but I'll ask you to stand. So can we sing? The scripture union worldwide has a vision for this age to make God's good news known to all people of the world and especially to young people and families and to promote daily thoughtful reading Bible. Amen. You know, we are children ministry, so don't be surprised when I do some funny things. We are a children ministry, and that's why we play a lot. A lot of times we think we are not serious, but we know what we are doing. Amen. I had arranged for the children to come and demonstrate for us, but because of time, I had to knock off that aspect. The vision is to make God's good news known to people of all ages with special emphasis on children and young people. SU method 
is emphasis on the on daily thoughtful reading of the Bible. That's the at the heart of Scripture Union method. Before I go on, I would want to give us a little statistics. Because the Scripture Union believes in mobilizing the whole world to take the whole gospel to the whole world. The Scripture Union believes in mobilizing the whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole world. And so when we say go ye, it's for every Christian. In Scripture Union, we have 32,525 pilgrims and 1,881 pilgrim groups. We have students, we have 124,492 students as our members, and then 30,288 schools, secondary schools that we are covering presently. Then we have Scripture Union Campus Fellowship. Their membership is 4,296, and we have 143 higher institutions that SU is covering. Then children, we have 33,343 students as uh, children um, in primary schools and those who are out of school. Then we have 1,992 primary schools. Then the youths that are out of school, we have 23,326 youths outside the ones in secondary school. And then we have school visitors. That's the point I want you to take home out of these statistics. It's a very painful outlook that you have 32,526 Pilgrims, you have SUCF 4,296, but you have only 3,817 school visitors covering 30,288 schools. And these 30,288 schools is not all the schools in Nigeria. They are just the schools that Scripture Union has presence. And that is one of the greatest cries of Scripture Union. Manpower to do the school's work. Principals are calling for us to come but we don't have people to do the work. So how do you fit in? You that is listening to me, how do you fit in into all these things we are talking about? I've mentioned one problem, the issue of school visitors. Charity, they say, begins at home. Jesus charged to his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is, but he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and he shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, it is by Jesus' instruction, we must start from Jerusalem. Even the text, the, Matt, uh, the Luke account we read this morning, it is specified that you have to start from Jerusalem. I don't know whether you noticed it. When our uncle was reading the Luke account, he said that you have to start from where? From Jerusalem. And that's the emphasis we are going to place this morning, the issue of our Jerusalem. If you look at the hymn we sang, stanza one says, Go, labor, spend and be spent. Thy joy to do the Father's will. It is the way the Master went. Should not the servant tread it also? What we are going to talk about now is the heartbeat of the Master. And that is what God expects you to do. I'm not going to talk on go easy. Because so many people have spoken about it. But I am going to talk about your home. And I'm also happy that the person who was leading us in prayer, he prayed for the couples, husband and wives. 
Because when that foundation is not right, you cannot be talking about Goyi. You have children who are rebellious and they are terrors to the society. And then you're talking about going to New Artisan or going to New um, Garuki or going to the villages to go and preach. You are not qualified when your whole front is not stated. So the first thing and the first Jerusalem we need to begin to talk about is making disciples of your family members. That's your foremost assignment as a parent. Preparing every member of your household, not just to be candidate for heaven, but to be ultimately to become agents for getting others to become disciples. Discipleship process is never complete until those that you disciple have begun to make disciples themselves. So when we are talking about Goyi, we look inward into our home fronts. That should be our starting point. If you cannot expose your household to the gospel, you have no business outside. If you look at First Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, it is said that the bishop who cannot control his household, then there's no way he's going to take care of the church of God. Talk less going out there to minister. I remember these experiences. These are people I know very personally. And I remember them with some pains in my heart. In this Enugu, there is a couple in scripture in an Enugu region that I consider one of the best. But you know, there's a place they built a hotel along Agbani Road because before you get to where SU area office was, where people go to smoke Indian hemp before that hotel was built. It was a very dangerous place in those days. That's where their son, their first son, normally goes. One of the days he visited our regional coordinator at 28th of the last street. He stole the wristwatch of the regional coordinator's son. There is another uncle. He's an archdeacon, a venerable in Anglican church. I won't mention other things about him because he's very popular. He has contact with the governor. He has unbridled access to the, uh, um, to the bishop. And he's one of those early 70 Christians. And if I call him, I know so many of you here will know him. The son took his Mercedes Benz and went for armed robbery. And he was caught. He had to spend millions to cover it because he's a very popular person. So that it will not be known by the society. I know that we are very busy people. But I want to tell you that if you do not spend the time to take care of your children and be scientific about it and be sure that they are born again, you are going to regret it in later life because they are going to turn around to terrorize you. You will be the first. Because the Bible says that the husband man is the first partaker, isn't it? When you train your children well, you will be the first partaker in their good character and their fruitfulness. If you neglect training them, you are going to be the first partaker. Hello? I will call this one. You remember the, that beautiful lady that was minister for women affairs in Anambra State, Undambad Nuju? Remember the son pushed her into the room and shot her dead. This one, I had the, the almanac in my, in my parlor, so I know her very well. Very pretty woman. But the thing that annoyed me is that when police caught him at Benin and was asking him why he killed the mother, he was smiling. I wish like I was there, I would have slapped him. He was smiling. Somebody had killed the mother and said it was just a, a very minor uh, domestic swabble. He pushed the wife, the mother inside the house and killed her. So if you don't do something about your children, 
Not just being good, buying the good things for them. And we are talking about being born again. Because the only permanent change in the character of a man is Christ. Without Christ in man, that person you are seeing that looks very humble can be a murderer. Amen. Christ in you, the hope of all glory. That is what you should spend your time doing. Making sure that Jesus is introduced in the life of your children. Hallelujah. Number two, make disciples of your neighbors. Establish Bible clubs in your neighborhood. Remember we are talking about children and young people. I said we are not concerned ourselves with adults. We are spending time because we are talking about all ages. So much emphasis has been placed on the adults in all the messages we have been hearing from January till now. Our emphasis is on the children and youths. And of course that's what scripture in is all about. Establish Bible clubs in your neighborhood. You can start by using your sitting room. Like the Hodges. You remember scripture you know, started in somebody's parlor. With 11 children. You too can start. A Bible club. Five, pers- five children, six children. The Catholics, they are doing it very well. Sing action songs and Bible stories like Hammond was telling stories and the children were enjoying it. When you see them, you think they are wasting out their time. But something is entering them. When you go to that place, you will think they are playing. But something is happening in their lives. Hallelujah. While you plan to go for training under Scripture Union Children Department or CEM, while you do the much you can, you can ask them for training. Most of you that are looking at me, you spent seven years, eight years reading medicine in the university to become a medical doctor. Is it not true? And the most important thing in your life, you don't want to go and be trained how to parent your children. You need a training to learn how to parent your children. So while you're doing the much you can, spend time to take a training, a course that can help you. Run a Bible club in your home and all that. Then number three, make yourself available to teach in Sunday school or join us at the teen church. One of the painful announcements that was going on in this church, Archdeacon was repeating it every Sunday for a very long time, was announcement for male teachers in Sunday school. I almost wish like joining them, if not that I was already in the place. Don't be like the disciples in Matthew chapter 19, verse 13 to 15. You can read it on your own, don't have all the time. Who blocked children that was, were brought to Jesus to lay hands on them? They blocked them. In fact, they were disturbing the master. But the master had to rebuke them and say, bring the little children and laid hands on them. They are very, very important. They are very dear to the master's hearts. So make yourself available to teach in that department, especially the male ones, because they need males that will help. Even in our own camps, in our children's camps, we have problems with having male people who will work in the children's department. You know, you have to dress them, you have to bait them, and you don't expect the sisters to be the ones doing that. We will make announcements and make announcements, and you will not have people who want to volunteer. Even when I was group president of Scripture, and that was my major problem. We bought all the things that were needed, but people who were used to teach the children were not there. You know, but I was thinking, how to teach children, and yet you are giving birth to children, and you don't know how to teach them. You know. So please, and if you look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 6, 
And then verse 10 and verse 14. You can read it on your own. But you discover that the master says that whoever receives, verse 5 of it says that whoever receives these little children, they are doing what? They are receiving Jesus Christ. You can imagine that. When you drive them, you are driving away Jesus. But when you receive them, the master says you are receiving him. They are very, very dear to him. And there's this um, children department rhyme that goes this way. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. All are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. There are no children workers here. I thought you would take it up. Eh? So can we sing it? Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. All are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. So this is a call to tender, nurture, and care. You remember the word of prophecy during the teen service on Sunday, 9th May. And it goes this way. It says, generals are in your homes and you are bringing them up. I have put them in your homes and they are delicate. What are you feeding them with? Since your generation has failed me, I try to use them. But they are delicate. You must tenderly care for them. Some of you are pampering them, but there is stupidity in the heart of a child. But the rod of discipline drives it away. I showcase them a little today. So you can see my investment in them. You must care for them. That was the word of prophecy. And let me tell you, those of us who work in the tea church were surprised. I was sitting somewhere there. I was surprised in the performance of those children. Yes, we were part of the preparation. But when they now came to face you, the people that were disappointing us during the preparation surprised us, I must tell you. What they did that day was amazing. Especially the... The, uh, the man that conducted the, the, the choir, <laughs> he said he was shy. In fact, I had to force him during the preparation to be looking at the seas and assume that there are human beings <laughs> for him to remove shyness. But when he came, yeah, did you see anybody that was shy? He performed so marvelously well. And God himself spoke that he's showcasing them a little. Those children, you don't use those terrible words against them or they are wonderful people. Those are your children, they are greater than you. You are a professor. If there's something greater than professor, that's what they are. You are, you are not even ordinary commissioner. They are commissioners in your home. Ministers, great ministers of the gospel. When you see those children, see greatness. Use positive words. Even if their behavior is country it. your own experience, what shows that you are ahead of them is your ability to prophesy the greatness. Not you this blockhead. Mathematics The psychologists call it self-fulfillment prophecy. When he make a mathematics, anytime he enters the examination hall, he will remember the mother's prophecy and he must fail it. 
utter positive words. Uh, this is not my word. God spoke directly to us on the 9th of May. That these are generals. He has only given them to you as a caretaker. And don't disappoint God. Hallelujah. I see four things in that prophecy. Value the children God has given you. They are generals in the making, see the potentials in them, waiting for ma- to manifest. Show them the way. Walk the way yourself. Live by example. That's the ego. For now, that's the ego. The ego. Then now we not turn. It's that you should know that as your shoeing, your child is washing your mouth, oh, it's going to behave the same way. Uh, somewhere within the week, I was told that this, this man, uh, it's, a, it's a minister of the gospel, but he was drinking beer. But he would go and buy it with uh, keto. He would use keto to go and buy it. And he was telling the children not to drink, or that anybody that drinks will amount to nothing. So he didn't know that even that keto is carrying. These children are very wise that they knew. So when eventually they went to the university, they went to a beer parlor to go and drink. And the man that knew the father came to them and said, how dare you do this kind of thing? Do you know the family are coming from? They just laughed him to scorn. And they said, our father drinks. He's the one that taught us this. The only difference is that he drinks his own in Keto in the secret, but we are doing our own in the public. So, live by example before them. Then number three, show them the way. Okay, number three, nurture them through godly instructions, provision and care. Expose them to the best affordable education. Not just the secular education, even Christian education. When we have our trainings, our programs, our preparations, allow them to come. There's a problem in this church. Anytime you fix something on Saturday, you're on your own. Especially the youths. You just continue to pamper them, you hide them. Except you bring them with your back. Who told you? Somebody who is up to 16, 17 years, you cannot enter bus or you can come to the church. Are you the one protecting them? God is there. The angels are there to guide them. Give them money for KK. Let them come. Only very handful of them came here when we had a, a, only one Saturday preparation. But if it's another church, several other Saturday you'll be coming. This is not the teen church alone, even the men's, women's department. Anytime you have, we say we are all busy. But the end time is coming on us. We have to make a change. Amen. Finally, in that prophecy, do not ever indulge them. The other aspect is also good. Discipline is a part of the training. Is it not true? Discipline is also important. We are learning a very terrible thing from the Western world where we no longer have cane. I see have cane in my house till today. I see have cane. Of course, my children have graduated, they have gone, but I still kept the cane because there's still one agreement between me and them. Any day you touch your wife, the cane will still come. Whether you're living anywhere, I will come and cane you so that you see how sweet it is. So it's an agreement between me and my children and the canes are still there. So discipline is a part of children upbringing. The Bible says we should spare the cane and spoil the child. The power of every early training and indoctrination can never be overemphasized. Child and youth evangelism still remains the best. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1, it says that you should do what? Seek the Lord while you are still in your youth. When the evil day come not, when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them. This time they are within your control is the time for you to inculcate godly virtues to them. Professor Yun Banaso told us in one of our trainings in our, at Comp of Faith that 80 people, 80% of the people who receive Christ in adulthood, they return back to their old life. In other words, they backslide back to the world. But 80% of those who receive Christ as children, 
remain in the faith till the end of their life. I still remember a program I attended at UI. I Ario Research of was ministering. And there this old professor of almost 90-something years. He was one of those who answered the altar call with gray hairs. He answered the altar call. As Ayah was praying, the man was weeping. After the prayers, and people were going back. He refused to go back. He was there crying. A professor, retired professor, 90-something years old, he was crying. Before the whole congregation, you know what he was saying? He said, why was he not told early enough? That's how useful is it to God again at this old age. And Ayah was trying to encourage him that within the years left for you, you can still be of use to the master. So, catching children young is not anything that, we need to, that can be overemphasized. Evangelizing children is the easiest and cheapest evangelism. So, let's catch them young for him. Ignatius Loyola is reputed to have said, Give me a child until he's seven, and he will remain a Catholic for life. And you know, the Jesuits, they are doing it, and they are doing it very seriously. Even the current Pope is a Jesuit. He's even trying to see if he can rewrite the Bible. Because they were indoctrinated from childhood, and they carried it for life. Then, Vladimir Lenin said this, Give me a child for the first five years, and he will be mine forever. Give me a child. First five years he stays with me. Nothing again you tell him about any other family that you will, will listen to. He would want to remain with me. The first five to seven formative years of a child is very critical. In our goye, let's capture this. Please, outreach committee should take note of this. Number four, expose these young people to Bible reading. Share tracts, Christian literature with them. You know, we, we have camps. We have camps, before I, I round up with that literature, we have a, a scripture union camps. And of course, CEM also have children camps. Don't overindulge your children. When you hear that there is a children camp, by a group that you can trust, like CEM, like scripture union, children camp, release them. I know that this church is doing very well, better than most churches in town, because I know that so many parents from this church send their children to the camp. And with all those little here, little there, their character is being formed. Actually, camp is supposed to be for discipleship. Camp is meant for discipleship. And people come there, they are taught, not just the Bible, but how to wake up. I, I, I am till today, I still, I'm still in Platuli, we sleep with them in the same classroom. And you wake them up, we have family devotions together, we read the Bible, the daily power for those of us in secondary school, then those in uh, the primary school, they read with the daily milk, we have the devotion together, we go to the hall, in the hall we sit in plateaus, and we listen to the speaker, after that we go for meditation together, to analyze what the expositor has said, and everybody in the class must contribute. I still remember a child that stood in my plateau, and I had it a terror on their family. The whole family will sleep upstairs. He's the only one that stays downstairs because he's the only boy. And so when I had the story, I had to make sure I was on him. I think he would have said, who brought him to this plateau? And I was not the one that brought him. They just 
put him in my plateau. And um, I followed him up when he got admission at UNN. I kept calling him even at UNN. So let's release our children for the camps. Then I summarized with the issue of, you know, I told you that scripture union method is on the daily reading of the Bible. And we are going to conclude with that. By calling on all parents to introduce their children through youth to daily, thoughtful reading of the scriptures. Scripture Union has made this very easy by publishing notes for different age groups. Remember, we are talking about going to all the age groups. We have the daily guide for adults. We have the daily power for youths. We have the daily milk for children in primary school. And I always encourage families. The notes you use for your family devotion must not be the daily guide. Use the notes that suits the age bracket of your family. I didn't know this early enough. When I was the regional coordinator of Abuja, I was on tour of uh, Iduzun, and the family, they kept me. Their father was not, an unbeliever, uh, was not a believer. He was an Anglican, but he was not born again. But their mother was born again and a member of Scripture, and she was the one leading the devotion. So, being a regional coordinator of Scripture, and sleeping in their house, they handed over the leading of the devotion. That, they, that was my first day of using daily milk. Because when my children were growing up, daily milk was not there. So that was my first day. And I now discovered that daily milk was better than daily guide and daily power. Because there are demonstrations there. So at the stage, they say, everybody sit down on the ground. We sit. The children will start laughing because their father has never sat down on the floor with them before. They started laughing. He said, well, the man is a very big man. No need to tell. But Oga was here. Arusi was in their house. So he must obey me. Everybody sit down on the ground. We sat down on the ground. Before you know it, we have spent more than one hour because of that daily milk actions. So use the note that suits the age. Let your focus be on the children, not on you and your husband, because you already know where you're going. So you can now find out another time to use daily guide for yourselves. By the time your children translate from primary to uh, secondary school, start using the daily power for your family devotion. You can only start using daily guide when they now become what they call semi adults. You know? Please. If a Chinese adage says that when you give somebody a fish, you have only given him a meal. But when you teach him to fish, you have given him a means of livelihood for life. When you teach your children to on their own, Study the Bible. Not mommy and daddy telling them to go and read. No, on their own. Because after you have brought them up with this habit, a time comes where the children should be able to use the daily milk to do their devotion. The youth should be able to use the daily power to do their devotion. And then you come together for them to tell you what they have learned. I had an experience in Camp of Faith that has never left me. That, I think, is John Dean. John Dean Hostel, you know, the thing is, um, they, they have a double bunk. And um, I was sleeping under, and Kiki's son was sleeping on top, and another one was there. You know, after all the meetings, I was very tired. So by the time I woke up, I saw this boy kneeling down on the bed, that double bunk now, kneeling down there with his daily power during his devotion. And I looked, I saw his senior brother in another corner. 
That thing never left me. I came back. I told my children, look at the kids, children. Their parents were not even there. They had devotion. Oh, individual, he didn't go to call his brother. Let's do it together. It's a habit you should coquette in your children. And when you do that, you can go and sleep. Hallelujah. So we are going to pray. But I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us. The days are evil. Don't let your children, you know, we didn't have time to begin to give you sheer examples. Most of these great musicians that you see, the video and the rest of them, these people learn music from the choir in the churches. At least Ebuka gave us some, some examples when he preached two or three Sundays ago. Most of them were in the choir and we never bothered to disciple them. But we are not bothered about the children in the choir. We are talking about your own children. Let us bow down our heads. Just think in words. We just want to make a general decision. And if any of them falls within your heart, the Holy Spirit is pressing on you. You can just stand up and we are, I will hand over this mic and we are going to pray. If any of you is standing because you are surrendering your life to Christ, particularly parents, please do. That's the best decision of life. You cannot give to your child what you do not have. You cannot bring your child up in a godly lifestyle when the Prince of Peace, Jesus, is not your resident in your heart. The Spirit of God was telling you that this is your time. I've been standing on the door of your heart and knocking. If you hear, open. You are the sheep that is bringing in today. Do not be ashamed or shy. Just where you are, whether you're already standing or sitting, just raise one of your hands up. I'm surrendering my life to Christ willfully so that I can raise up godly seeds. I'm doing so with all my faculties. And those of you who are standing, I'm sure you're committing yourself to one aspect of walking towards the raising of godly children and teens. As you stand, may the power of God who enlists and calls people unto the harvest that is plenteous and the laborers few and the disciples are few. May he empower you and may he cause the conviction to which you are yielding yourselves to serve today to remain permanent even in your life and endue you with power to so fulfill in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father in heaven, every other person here who has heard your word, who is still like multitude in the valley of decision, they are neither standing for heaven, neither for the earth. They are chameleonic, they dance with the hair, they run with the hand. They have no skeleton in heaven. They have no record with their names in the book of life. Lord, we pray. We have prayed earlier on for mercy. This morning, let your mercy reach them again in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, as they yield their hearts unto you in surrender and acknowledge the passion of Christ and his death, and resurrection and shedding his blood for our sins. Lord, may they also experience this new birth and may they be eagerly living in sin, empowered by your spirit in the quickening 
by the company of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause that every other person here, oh God, who has heard, who is an adult, who is a parent, Lord, we yield unto go to people of all ages, particularly the children, at the period when they can be cut most and mold them according to your will. And Father, as you do, raise up the generals to your glory in Jesus' name. Raise up the army of men and women in the name of Jesus. Raise up the generation that will serve you in spirit and in truth and do exploits from our children and those you have given us in custody. Those who are dedicating today and those who we are standing on their behest, whether they here and wherever in the name of Jesus. And here is praying for all our children, whether they are still toddlers, whether they are infants, whether they are people in the primary, or whether they are adolescents now, or whether they are even young adults, wherever they are, oh God, we ask, oh God, that your spirit, as you did with John the Baptist, will turn the hearts of these children unto you every day, everywhere, and every time in the name of Jesus Christ. That godliness will spring up and grow and sprout even in our society. Thank you for the parents as you be in us the spirit of godliness to live it out empowered of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, Lord,